the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So whenever you sin, yes, you're breaking one of the... You broke commandment number five. You broke commandment number seven. I saw you. You broke commandment number six over there. Yes, you're breaking God's law. But more important, you are sinning against God. You're dishonoring God. You're devaluing God. You're disrespecting God. The one who created you. The one who made you. The one who provides for you. The one who has saved you. It's not, that, it's not just that you broke his law. You have sinned against a righteous God, a moral God, a holy God. Every time you sin, you're not just breaking a law. You're breaking the heart of the God who created you. Welcome to Lift Up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. We are here every weekday at this time to share the good news of Jesus and to lift up His name to this city. No matter if you are listening right now from your car or at home or in your place of work, we believe that today's sermon from Pastor Dudley will be a blessing to everyone. So if you can, get out your Bibles and let's join Pastor Dudley right now with his message. everybody doing? I'm just glad you came to church today. I'm just glad you found the time to come. I want you to raise your Bible if you have your Bible and turn to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Verse 9. I want to, I want to show you something in verse 9. What's, what's the first word of verse 9? Love. Everybody say love. So he's talking about love, and he says, love must be sincere. It's got to be genuine. You can't say you love someone if you don't truly love them. And then he says you have to hate. He's talking about love. But sincere love is hating that which is evil. He tells us to cling to that which is good. Skip down to verse 17. It says, do not repay evil for what? Okay. Now we're, we're supposed to hate evil. That's a strong word. We're supposed to hate evil, love that which is good, cling to that which is good. But when you see evil, don't repay evil with evil. You got that? Skip down to verse 19. And do not take revenge when you see evil is the point there. Leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge and I will repay, says the Lord. Lord's gonna, if you see evil, you're supposed to hate it, but don't take revenge because God's going to take care of that in due, in due time. How many of you understand that? Now skip down to the last verse there, verse 21. It says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And what I want you to see 
is that there is a difference between that which is good and that which is evil. May God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated. We're looking at eight things that will happen if you anchor yourselves to the word of God. We started off that you will always know the will of God. You will never be alone, afraid, or without. Christ will lead you to full surrender. You will have a biblical view of marriage. It's the only way to have victory over temptation. And today is the letter R. And I want you to know that if you anchor yourself to the Word of God, that you will be able to distinguish the difference between good and evil. One of the main problems today is that the lines are blurred. And I want to tell you right up front that this sermon and this message is the core of this entire series. It comes from my deep conviction that we as a nation, we have lost our moral compass. I believe it began in 1962 on June 25th when the Supreme Court of the United States outlawed praying in school. One year later, 1963, on June 17th, they outlawed Bible reading. For the first 200 years of our nation's history, the the Bible was taught in schools. It was taught. It was the curriculum. It was the textbook for reading. It's how they taught the students how to read as they would read through God's Word. And the children were taught that there was a God and that God was holy and that He was the creator of the universe and that He had commandments and that you and I were supposed to obey and honor and respect God. But those were the old days. Now since the 60s, we have raised an entire generation of people that are void of the teachings of God. And therefore, we have a nation that does not fear God. We have a nation that does not honor God. We have a nation that does not obey God. We have a nation that no longer even knows the difference between good and evil. Take this example. I could give you a thousand. This was a teacher in Phillipsburg, New Jersey, a substitute teacher who has been terminated for an entire year after sharing a Bible verse with a student and subsequently giving the child a Bible. And here's how the incident happened. They call it an incident. Walter Tutcock quoted the Bible when he said, here's what he said, here's the verse that he quoted, so the last will be first and the first will be last. He said it to a student who was last in line as they were leaving the classroom. And the student responded and inquired about the origin of that statement. Where did that that come from? Numerous times before finally Tudka produced his personal copy of the New Testament to show the student where the verse came from. The last will be first and the first will be last. To which the student mentioned that he didn't even own a Bible. And so Tudka said, well, you can have mine if you want it. And the student accepted the gift. District officials said that Tutka broke two rules. One, that prohibits employees from distributing religious literature on school grounds. And another, that requires educators remain neutral while discussing religious materials. We as a nation no longer can distinguish between good and evil. I want to write this down. I hope everyone understands. Number one, God alone determines good from evil. Not the government not the Supreme Court. It's not majority rule. It's not you. It's not me, but God. As the creator of all creation, he gets to set the rules. How foolish of us 
to think that we know more than God. How foolish to think that we know more than God what's in our best interest. And yet somehow we've all convinced ourselves that God doesn't really make these, I'm the one that I get to decide what I do and what I don't do. That's Satan's oldest trick. I want you to turn to Genesis chapter 3. Get all the way back there at the beginning. Now the serpent, everyone say the word serpent. He was more crafty, more sneaky, more devilish than any of the other wild animals that the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, did God really say that you must not eat from any tree in this garden? And the woman said to the servant, no, 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 we can do that. We can eat from the trees in the garden. But then you go to verse 3. But God, oh, now she's quoting him. But God, he did say, oh, yeah, I, I remember now. We can eat from any of the trees, but there was one tree right here in the middle of the garden that God said we're not supposed to eat. But then she says one more thing in there. If you look at the text, she says, you know what? He didn't just say we couldn't eat it. He said we couldn't even touch it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I remember now. It wasn't just that we take a bite. He says if we touch it, we're going to die. Now, all I want you to notice here, I just want you to notice that the serpent and the woman are having a conversation. The devil and Eve, they're talking. They're discussing. And what are they talking about? They're talking about what's right and wrong, what's, what's good and evil, what's wise and unwise, what's truth and falsehood. And that's exactly what the devil does to us. He comes into our mind and he tries to confuse us. He, he engages us in conversation on what's right and what's wrong. And what did God say? And I, am I supposed to do that? It's, exact, it's the oldest trick in the book. And some of us have fallen for the things that he's confused us with. And listen, all I want to say is you can talk till the cows come home. You don't get to decide the difference between good and evil. God is the one that decides what's good and what's evil. And just so you know, write this down quickly. Sin is just any time there's a transgression of God's law. So when you sin, when I sin, we're breaking whose law? We're breaking God's law. You got that? But more importantly, I want you to write this down. Sin is an offense against a moral God. It's not just that you broke a law. Oh, yeah, yeah, you broke a law. No, you are sinning against God himself. You know, I have three children, and uh, I'm the husband, the father, and so I have rules in my house. I got all kinds of rules, okay? You, you got to treat mama right, because if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, all right? <laughs> so take care of mama. You know, uh, no fighting, and uh, I don't want to, I don't, no, no one's swearing. I don't want anyone swearing in my house. I don't know if a curse word's ever been uttered in my house. I don't know, no cussing in my, no drinking. I don't want no drinking in my house. And go to church. I want you in church every week. And I, I, got, I got rules, okay? It's okay. It's my house. I got rules. And I always tell my kids, I go, look, in thir- I've told them this. In 30 years, I'm going to be living at your house. <laughs> How many of you know what I'm talking about? I'm 54, I'm 84, I'm, gonna be ch- I'm living, living at your house. It'd be your rules. But right now, you're in my house. You live by my rules. 
And every once in a while, one of those three children, they break one of my rules. Now, okay, okay, you broke my rule, but okay, but you know what? Beyond just breaking one of my rules, what you really did is you have disrespected me as the father of this house. You have disrespected me as the authority figure of this house, as the provider for this house, and for the one who brought your little hide into this world. Now, probably a better example of this would be when a spouse is unfaithful to a spouse. Yes, you broke one of the commandments. But what's more important is that you broke the covenant that is supposed to exist between a husband and a wife. So whenever you sin, yes, you're breaking one of the... You broke commandment number five. You broke commandment number seven. I saw you. You broke commandment number six over there. Yes, you're breaking God's law. But more important, you are sinning against God. You're dishonoring God. You're devaluing God. You're disrespecting God, the one who created you, the one who made you, the one who provides for you, the one who has saved you. It's not, that, it's not just that you broke his law. You have sinned against a righteous God, a moral God, a holy God. Now, this is in the Bible. I want to show you 1 John 3, verse 7. It's in the Bible. It says, Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. Notice what it says. It says, he who does what is right is righteous just as he is righteous. And the next verse, verse 8, it's in the Bible. I just want to show it to you. Don't be mad at me. It's in the Bible. It says, he who does what is sinful is of the devil. You say, what does that mean? It means exactly what it says it means. That when you obey God and you do that which is righteous, you're actually honoring God who is righteous. And and if you have sin on your, uh, you've got sin scheduled for later on tonight or tomorrow night or you, you got some sin planned, it says that that person is of the devil. You see, by the way we live, you're either of God or you're of the devil. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I got friends. And uh, every once in a while, a friend of mine who goes to church, they're a Christian. If you look what they believe is Christian, it's right, Christian. They post pictures that are like, it's, it's like it's X-rated. And they put curse words. And I'm their friend. I can see it. I was like, Every once in a while, I, I can't help myself. I'll just say, hey, it's Pastor Dudley. <laughs> we're, we're friends on Facebook. And uh, I, I was just looking at your photograph. And I just, I just want you to know it offends, it offends me. And, 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 and I don't want you to take that wrong because it's, it's what, I, what, I, what offends me really is not important. But what really, what really I think it offends God. And the words that you're using, it's just like, I, I, I don't know how that can, I don't know how you can write that. I don't know how you can post that. And you know what happens? They unfriend me. They unfriend me. 
And that's okay. That's, that's what that button is there for. But it's like, I, I really believe this. It's like they think, well, you know, if I don't friend, if I unfriend him, then he can't see what I'm doing. And then I, I can just keep doing what I'm doing. That's good logic. It's got one major flaw. The Bible says in Hebrews 4 verse 13 that God sees everything. It is totally, it is totally irrelevant whether I can see it or not. It doesn't matter because God sees all. You don't get to decide what's good and evil. God decides. Number two, write this down. Satan always flips the script. Whatever the scripture says, he will always flip it. Whatever God says is evil, whatever's going to kill you, whatever's going to destroy you, God says, hey, stay away from that. Satan always cleans up, hey, you need this, whatever it is. You know, whenever someone murders someone, you've got to understand that in every, almost every major city in this country today, today in Los Angeles, there are people that take guns and shoot and kill other people. It happens every day. And God says, that's evil. And yet, somehow Satan has convinced people, it's, if someone offends you and you're upset and you get angry, you got a gun, you got some bullets, it's okay to go ahead and shoot, to take someone else's life. It's okay to do that. Satan is the one who's convinced they wouldn't pull the trigger unless they, knew, unless they thought it was okay. And God says it's evil. You think about that and you think about abortion. We haven't, we haven't just aborted, you know, five or ten or fifteen. We, we've aborted millions of children. And, and God says, that's evil. And yet we go, oh, no, 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 listen, that's good. If you've if you got a baby, you don't want the baby. It's your choice. You, just, you don't need that child. It's okay to abort that. We don't need that. We don't need another boy. We don't need another girl. That's your choice. Don't worry about the choice of the baby. <laughs> no, we, we don't care about what he wants. Or she, it's your choice. You, we, and we're, we're like, okay. God says that lying is evil. And yet, oh, and Satan goes, hey, if you get in a jam and you need to lie, it's, oh, it's okay. You just, because you got to get out. Sometimes lying, it'll help you. You just get out of that. You get out of that situation. There's so many different things. Cursing is an abomination. That's one of the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not use the Lord's name in vain. It's, God says it's evil. And we go, cross me, I'm going to drop some words on you. And whatever God says is good, hey, this would actually help you. Forgive when you've been offended. Learn how to give of your tithes and your offerings. Share your faith. Go to church, worship Read your Bible. This is all good. And Satan somehow, oh no, stay away from that. You need this. And we're like, okay, give me that. He always flips the script. I want you to look at Genesis 3, verse 3 quickly. We've already looked at it once, but I want to show it to you again. Eve says to Satan, yeah, yeah, you're right. God did say, he said, you must not eat fruit from the tree that's in the middle of the garden and you must not do what? Touch it. And it's in the Bible. I want you to see it. It's in verse 3. God says, if I touch it, God says, I won't die. And the very next verse, Satan, he flips the script. He says, you will not 
surely. Oh, wait a minute. God, verse 3 says, if I touch it, God, God says I'll die. Satan flips the script in verse 4 and says, you will not surely die, the serpent said to the woman. And then verse 5, for God knows that when you eat of this, your eyes will be open. He's got this whole, he's got all this stuff that somehow we believe. You're going to, you want to grab life, grab all the life you can get. Your eyes will be open and all of a sudden you'll be like God. And guess what? Then you'll be, you'll be able to decide the difference between good and evil. In other words, you'll no longer need God to tell you the difference between good and evil, what's right and wrong in your life. You can make that decision. Satan always flipped the scripts in three ways. I want you to write this down. First is in, in, in every rule, every specific rule in the Bible, Satan will flip that script. God says that we're not supposed to commit sexual immorality. Satan will tell you it's okay to commit sexual immorality. God says to honor your father and your mother. It's in the Bible. And Satan says, you know what? You don't have to honor your parents. They're old-fashioned. What do they know? It's okay to do stuff behind their back without telling them what you're doing. God says, do not shed innocent blood. Do not commit murder. Well, we, can, we, we murder people all the time. We abort children all the time. And, and he's convinced us. He flips the script. God says that marriage is a union between a man and a woman. And Satan goes, no, 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 no. Uh, anybody can marry anybody. He flips the rule. Number two, he flips the result, the consequences. Because God says, if you, do the, if you do this, you're going to die. And Satan says, no, if you do this, you'll live. Your eyes will be open. It's, you'll, you'll be living if you take this. And the third thing that he flips is the rain, and that's what he's really after. Who's going to be in charge of your life? No longer will God be in charge. You'll be in charge. He's flipping. You see, he's flipping who's in control. No longer will God be in control. You'll be in control. No longer will God be on the throne. You'll be on the throne. And, and, and that's the issue. Who is, who is the reigning king? Is it God? No, you decide. Get rid of God and you become the reigning king. He flips every rule, every result. He's trying to flip the reign of God. Every time you sin, you're not just breaking a law. You're breaking the heart of the God who created you. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. 4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We live in the most distracted culture in the history of the world. We see about 10,000 messages every day. We even touch our phones about 2,000 times a day. 
we're literally being overwhelmed with information. That's why there's no better time than right now for Dudley Rutherford's remarkable new book, One Thing, Rediscover a Simpler Faith in Our Complicated World. In this timely book, Pastor Dudley invites you to open your Bible and look closely at seven key passages of Scripture where you'll find the beautifully uncomplicated phrase, One Thing. These scriptures will quiet all the noise that you're hearing and call you back to a simpler faith. Dudley Rutherford has discovered the secret of how to focus our lives on the one thing that matters. What if you could find that simplicity? It's waiting out there, and this is your roadmap to freedom. Contact Lift Up Jesus today and get your copy of One Thing, the book that could finally change everything. I'm Kyle Welch. We invite you to join us every weekday at this time when we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.